0: Hi, I'm Matty Stout, and welcome to Access Podcast, the podcast about podcasts. Fun, smart guest this week, Will and Mango. You might know them as the founders of Mental Floss, but they're now the host of a great new podcast brought to you by How Stuff Works called Part Time Genius. And they are, I think they're full time geniuses. Check it out. Wild
1: monkeys don't eat bananas, but civilized monkeys who've been exposed to the finer things do eat bananas, but they shouldn't eat them because of diabetes.
2: <laughs> yeah, bingo. Okay.
1: Well, I'm glad we've settled that.
0: And I am so happy to welcome a couple of Blue Devils, Will and Mango. They are full-time geniuses who started the website Mental Floss, and now they brought their talents to How Stuff Works with the new podcast, Part-Time Genius. Will and Mango, thanks for coming on, but you guys are full-time geniuses. I mean, right? I mean, I suppose if you
1: combine our powers, maybe, we're each part-time geniuses. Combine our powers, we're less than one genius. That's right. That's right. I think that's probably
0: true. I don't think so. Just based on your body of work, starting with Mental Floss, which you guys started while you were still in college, right?
1: Yeah, we were uh, we were students together at Duke. We were good friends there, and it really started out of a series of conversations where we you know, would talk about all the things that we wanted to know. We'd come back from classes of things that we'd... We learned and we, we realized that people like to feel smart. They just also like to be entertained. And so that was our goal in creating Mental Floss was how do you take this body of knowledge that people really want to know and find a way to make it entertaining.
2: Yeah, I mean the the whole idea was to take all culture and treat it like pop culture, but it's one of the amazing things that happens when you're in your 20s and you're naive and cocky and you think like, "Oh, I see a magazine, I can make a magazine." Right.
0: When you guys were younger, were you the two were you in class the, the folks that maybe would correct your instructors or professors?
1: Uh no, I don't think that's really either of us. In fact, that that's kind of the spirit that we tried to infuse in both in Mental Floss and now here at How Stuff Works and in Part-Time Genius that There's a playfulness to it, but there's always – we try to have a sweet-spiritedness to what we were doing. So it's not really about one-upping anybody or correcting anybody. It's about sharing and all of these interesting things together.
0: And I think that's great because I I think today we see a lot of this one-upmanship, especially on social media with somebody who posts something and everybody wants to tell them why they're wrong and and post facts. Just like in general with culture today and learning – You know, I think this is the most connected generation
2: ever. Do you feel like people take advantage of it, though? Uh, Well, I mean, just before that, I mean, I I think it isn't just about, like, one upmanship on social media. I think it's also just, like, this constant pressure to be interesting all the time, right? Like, you you have to, like, show photos that are interesting. You have to share facts that are interesting. You have to show people that you're reading articles. And I, I think there's just, like, so much pressure and not enough time to just kind of be boring.
0: Yeah, I always want to be the Facebook me. The Facebook me is so awesome. If I was him all the time, <laughs> I would wow everybody.
2: But, I, I mean, obviously there are these amazing uh, things that are brought about by the Internet, right? Like the, the fact that, like, whatever you're into, that, you know, years ago you'd just be sort of the lone weirdo in your town. And now that you can find, like, a million people that are connected to that same idea and, and, and really foster, like, friendships and, you know, relationships and, and build off ideas, I, I think that's all sort of amazing
0: do you guys um in general with 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 knowledge today do you feel that people were seeking it out more like you know just based on how how you how you guys you know operate and you take a lot of a lot of stuff from from listeners do you feel like people are trying to get smarter because sometimes it seems like people are just getting dumber well
1: it might go in both directions yeah i mean sometimes i wonder the uh the same thing but i definitely think there is something to this idea of, you know, being a nerd or a geek or wanting to learn all the things that you can that is very much a part of the popular discussion and of pop culture these days. So, I mean, you look at our pop culture heroes these days of anybody from, you know, celebrating the Mark Zuckerbergs of the world to shows like Big Bang Theory or whatever it may be. I I do think there is a... A large percentage of the population that really values the idea of uh, of
0: knowing a lot of interesting information. Do you ever feel like you're losing room in your heads for everything because you you deal with so many facts?
2: Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, like people always say, like you must be great at Trivial Pursuit or Jeopardy or whatever. But I'm terrible at retaining facts. Like I, I'm great at being enthusiastic about facts I know at the moment, you know. But 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 I, I'm horrible at holding on to this information. So when
0: people stop and ask you for a random fact, do you do you have like go tos that you, you you tell them?
1: Not always. I mean, I I think for us it's it's also a matter of that excitement around learning something new. But it is funny, and it was always strange in our experience at Mental Floss that people would almost expect that we had memorized. You know, when we were doing a print magazine at the time every page in the uh the issue and they'd be like oh i loved that fact on the you know the article on turtles on page 54 you remember that one you're like oh crap what is this thing that they're bringing up but uh but you know we see so many every day and that's part of the fun of this is that every week it feels like there are new things or new facts that we're learning that kind of become the favorite right then
0: it's not like the obvious facts like i'll, I'll go to an episode and i'm like Wow, dog shows. Okay, let me listen to that. <laughs> you know, I know this is a trite question in a way, but how do you get your ideas? Are they all generated from from listeners, users, or just, you know, are you just walking down the street one day and go, hmm, that seems like something we should tackle?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's a mix of that. There's certainly some input from from listeners that, that we find, but I think it's also just being curious people. And, and when you're reading an article and you see sort of a weird – footnote and and that propels you on this idea of like you know why why are bulldogs in competitions when they look so you know ugly you know (laughs) or or, you know like all all these things that are just strange footnotes that that suddenly propel new ideas and i I think that's where a lot of the ideas come from
0: i want to ask you guys about some facts just to see i'm gonna i didn't see i'm doing just what you said not to do i'm I'm gonna i want to (laughs) okay i have three things i wonder if you could give me a fact on on each just if you can't, you can't. But let's see. How about a fact about farts? You got anything good?
2: Yeah, I mean, I I know there was a guy, uh, a scientist. I think he was like a German scientist a couple of years ago who released a chocolate that was supposed to make your farts smell better. <laughs> and 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 I, I just that like you know now they make silver-lined underwear to to um you know prevent your farts from smelling is pretty amazing.
0: My second favorite thing is sandwiches. Any uh, facts on sandwiches for me?
1: That is so strange. We can, We will have some good sandwich facts for you in the not-too-distant future because we've been doing these bonus episodes each week about nine facts, and there's actually one in the works that we're going to put together that is uh – uh, nine facts about, uh, about sandwiches, how to build a better sandwich. But
2: I, I think part of it was uh, based off the fact that we, uh, we read this fact that an astronaut smuggled a corned beef sandwich into space on NASA, and, and it caused this massive controversy and congressional debate. And so, there's like in the congressional record all these people arguing about whether or not you can take a corned beef sandwich into space, which is kind of amazing.
0: I can't wait i love I love sandwiches, everything about them. okay, one last thing to kind of segue into stuff I want to talk about any any good fact on on podcasting I mean, I can
1: tell you that this is not really a fact, but part of the reason that we went into it. We get the question as to why we would transition into podcasting is that you know one of the great things about what happened at Mental Floss was we built this huge audience. It was twenty something million people by the time we left, and yet what we really missed was that. Uh, more intimate interaction with our listeners and there was something amazing that's happening in podcasting right now which does feel so intimate and this ability to interact directly with an audience that we noticed was going on and why we were so eager to jump into this space and so we've been looking for any ways that we can to foster that and so we've created things like a 24-7 fact hotline. That's a one pt genius that our listeners can, can call in and tell us a fun fact that they know about a certain subject. We'll have contest. It is still 24-7, yeah, right, man Yeah, still we, we debated whether this should be a 22-7 fact hotline, but we decided to splurge and go all the way, and it is a committed 24-7 fact hotline. <laughs> it's pretty amazing.
2: I mean, I I think as we started this podcast, we were also looking at old ideas that maybe we could translate to podcasts. And so we we're looking at old game shows. We we're looking at uh, various, uh, you know, foreign shows and whatever. And, and we realized one YouTube show that would never translate is uh, a Japanese TV program where uh, – a girl runs up a hill it's a 5 minute program and every week there's a different girl and a different hill and for some reason that doesn't translate to podcast we've been we've been racking our brains we
1: tried we spent what 3 4 weeks really Thanks. trying to figure out how this could translate into podcasting it just doesn't
0: work i guess you could mic her and <laughs> <laughs> and like the sound of her breathing and going up because people were into that. They like breathing and whispering yeah. and all kinds of things. Some...
2: Uh,
1: they do. I don't get it, but it's true. They do.
2: What do you love most
1: about podcasting?
2: I mean, to, to me, it's it actually is kind of what I loved about magazines too before. It was that you could sort of peek into a conversation between smart people and and that's that sort of intimacy is like a, both this fireside chat type feel where, you know, you can just be a fly on the wall in this great, um, you know, debate or whatever's going on. But at the same time, there's this real intimacy. And I, I like that a lot.
1: Yeah. And it gives us a chance. You know, what we were doing at Mental Floss was uh, usually a very quick kind of tidbit oriented type look at any subject. And we love doing that. We still love doing that. What we've had the opportunity to do now with podcasting, though, is to take a single big question, you know, will we ever live without sleep, something along those lines, Um, or how can we build a better prison, whatever it might be, and do a bit of a deeper dive. And there are some fun, you know, quick facts in there, but at the same time, it gives us a chance to sit back a little bit and have... Uh, a more in-depth, kind of meandering, sometimes conversation around these things.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it's funny that you can take a topic like bananas, which shouldn't be interesting, and then do like half an hour on bananas, and and like that you can sort of lull someone into being interested in something they really shouldn't be interested in is is really fun for us.
0: One of the things I enjoy about watching podcasting booming, I've been in the business about ten years, and it's just the last year or two I feel like it's it's really catching on, especially with millennials. I teach at a university, and there's a lot of kids. Into podcasting right now, it makes me happy because when you look at something like how stuff works, this is a place about teaching and about learning and about knowing new things, and it's one of the biggest players in the podcast space. So I think it says a lot about the people who listen to podcasts, and and that you know just what you what I think your fundamental belief is that people do want to learn and and expand their minds. Well, and one of the
1: most fun parts for me, I, I completely agree with what you've said, but part of why we came to how stuff works was. Not just that they've built this audience that's listening to new episodes, but to your point about people really being excited about learning, a big part of How Stuff Works success is getting people hooked into these topics and then they just binge. The number of people that we hear from here at How Stuff Works, especially about the, the longstanding, most popular shows of something like Stuff You Should Know or Stuff You Missed in History classes, people jump into these and then they write in you know, emails or call in to talk about how they've you know, spent the past few weeks binging on all of the back episodes. And you're talking about a show like Stuff You Should Know that this year
2: they'll publish their 1,000th episode and people fall in love with it. Yeah, I remember seeing something on Facebook about someone who's listened to the catalog three times. I mean, yeah. that's stunning. Yeah. But I, I was going to say one, one thing is about the connectedness uh, question in the beginning. I mean, I, I think that what used to happen on the web, especially early on, was kind of amazing, right? Like you would, we would get into the comment section and discuss with commenters and, and you'd have this sort of really wonderful, friendly conversation and that's no longer an option anymore, right? There's so many trolls, there's so much negativity and, and I feel like podcasts feel a little like that early internet to me again, where where it there's this sort of like um, really positive spirit and, and it, um, connection and intimacy that I, I think used to exist on the online and, and doesn't quite exist in the same way anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: There's hope. There's hope for society, everybody. <laughs> there's hope. There's um, definitely hope. Well, there's hope for this next segment I like to call Three Killer Questions. I'm going to ask you guys three questions and uh, I want to see what your answers are. The first one uh, goes back to a topic that I mentioned earlier. This is one of my favorite questions and most people don't like it, but I don't care. Um, if you were a sandwich per- personified, <laughs> so not your favorite sandwich, but if you were one
2: personified, what sandwich would you be? I think peanut butter and jelly is so overlooked, and but it's actually sort of a masterpiece. I, I was going to go peanut butter as well,
1: but peanut butter banana with honey, right? <laughs> a little bit of sweetness there, which some may disagree with. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis loves you. Elvis loves me. Yeah. But I can't I can't not include peanut butter. in it. I could live off of peanut butter if if I was made to live off of one food item, that would be. But I think I'd go with the peanut butter, banana and honey. And I'm going to need 45 minutes to come up with why. So uh,
2: (laughs) I'll get back to you on that.
0: So what was the first piece of technology that that totally changed your life?
2: My dad, for some reason, had bought a Texas instrument computer when I was a kid. So before they made calculators, they used to make computers. And uh, I loved it. I I think, um, you know, in some ways, that's how I uh, embraced technology. For me, it was... it was the home computer that we bought
1: back when you know people were first buying home computers and they cost like $2000 and now these would just be about the processing power of a basic calculator but the reason that it was life changing for me was because we signed up for Prodigy right and it was before <laughs> you could even really you didn't realize you were kind of surfing the web you'd have to click on like do I want travel do I want sports do I but the reason that it was was changing for me was because I would log on every single night that the Lakers had a game and I would download the box score and print it out. And I kept (laughs) these files of this. And that really was one of the early times of like needing to collect and know a certain body of information. And so it was like, how many points did AC Green score tonight or how many rebounds? (laughs) How many points did Byron Scott have tonight? And it was something so wonderful about this Collection of knowledge, and that suddenly you just saw the potential of enormous amounts of information being available and accessible. I didn't know to call it online at the time, but that's essentially what it was. It was this body of information that you could get without having to, you know, go to the library or find your local
2: newspaper, which wouldn't have had that as well. I I remember sitting and having the TV on, but watching the computer to see when exactly the Philly score would update by one score. You know, and we we're just like waiting, 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 and then like cheered when it went up. You know, it's just so ridiculous. Uh, it's a good thing we're not nerdy.
0: <laughs> I know. I feel dumb because I think all I when I first got online was boobs. That's all I looked for. I don't know what you're talking about. I would have never. They have this
1: online. Yeah, yeah it's that, that online these days. We actually, as a side note, we had an advisor which we cannot name years ago. <laughs> Who actually pulled us aside one day and he was, and, and somebody had made a joke about getting emails with, you know, stuff about Viagra and porn or whatever. And this guy was probably in his 70s or so and he kind of pulled us aside. He was like, I don't get these emails about porn. Like, how, where do you get porn on the internet? <laughs> and so having to pull this 70 something year old aside and be like, all right, man, here's how you want to find porn, I guess, online. We've heard, we don't know from personal experience, but we've heard this is how people are doing it these days. How about uh, podcast
0: you binge? What's the last one you binged on?
2: Oh, we've, we've both been really into Song Exploder, right? Yeah, Song Exploder is an
1: incredible podcast. Um, I really love, and this is one, obviously, that's way up there that everybody sees, but I just think what the New York Times is doing with The Daily is just brilliant. I love the fact that they decided rather than doing a – a recap of the day's news to pick one topic and go deep. Um, I just think they do a fabulous, fabulous job with uh, with that. I really did like the most recent uh, season of Revisionist History. I thought it was a really, really interesting thing. And then it, just for sheer entertainment, like I don't think you can beat the – Comedic quality and yet sweetness and and simultaneous rawness of something like Two Dope Queens. I think they're just so funny, mm-hmm. and I I could just listen to them talk about nothing <laughs> or their crushes or whatever it is forever. But um, that's been part of the fun of this. I mean, we're listening to dozens and dozens of new podcasts every single uh, every single week, and then of course the ones here that brought us to how stuff works you know we were big um uh, you know stuff you should know fans and all of the other shows that they have here are just so much fun to listen to
0: well the podcast it- is part-time genius i love it if you want to like binge while you're looking online you can also binge on their facebook page lots of stuff on there as well any other things you want to tell people how to get hold of you or anything at all <laughs> No, I think just check
1: out Part-Time Genius. We've done recent episodes on uh, how to build a better prison, on which country has the best education system, on the cola wars between Coke and Pepsi and many others. But we love to dive into history and to science and to pop culture. And as you said earlier... Find those facts that you're not going to find in every other history book or resource that you might read. We like to dig a little deeper to find uh, some of those better ones.
0: Guys, thanks for uh, coming on the second episode of Access Podcast.
1: Hey, Maddie, congratulations to you, and thanks for doing this show. Can't wait to uh, hear the other episodes.
0: That was so much fun. I like them, Z.
3: Yeah, they were cool. They were really smart guys.
0: Now, Z is in the studio. She is my Uber producer, and each week... She goes out and checks out some podcasts that I may not have gotten to or maybe one I haven't heard for a while and tells us about them. Uh, this week, though, there's a focus to to what you found, right?
3: Yeah, so since the Part-Time Genius guys are on How Stuff Works and they have really kick-ass programming and podcasts i thought we'd stick to three more how stuff works podcasts
0: they have a lot of podcasts They're
3: really good ones too i remember way back in the day <laughs> when they only had two only two, two. Oh wow well, they had
0: how stuff works and then i think stuff you should know in history class might have been right. one of the second ones but i remember when we when we first put them on stitcher there was just a just one or two, a couple?
3: Well, they've grown. But two of the ones that you mentioned are on my list because they're oh, that, that good. They're
0: the old-time <laughs> favorites. Well, yeah. go ahead. Tell me about the first one.
3: So the first one was my actually introduction to How Stuff Works. What? And I've been listening to them for a while. Um, it's Stuff You Should Know. And this title says it all. It's just about how everyday things in your life work. Um, There's a funny one like How Frogs Work, if you ever wanted to know that. Their new episode is How Giraffes Work. Okay. They're pretty interesting. But they're pretty interesting. And then the How Police Body Cameras Work and just like interesting stuff like that. That's great. Yeah. So stuff you should know. For many, many millennia,
0: human dum-dums referred to these animals as camel leopards. (laughs) <laughs> right.
2: With a a tidy little hyphen in between the two to really show that they had clearly a camel and a leopard had gotten it on at some point. Right. <laughs> and
0: created the giraffe. That's fun. You know, and I think the one thing about these podcasts with how stuff works is is the hosts. You know, they have a passion for learning and knowledge, just like Will and uh, Mango did. Right, and, and you hear
3: it. You hear it in every episode. Yeah, yeah and I, I think I like that's that. contagious. Mm-hmm. And
0: Yeah, what it's, it's why they've been around so long.
3: Right. What else you got? So, next one. Stuff you missed in history class. Oh,
0: I'm a history nerd. I know,
3: so am I. And it's just, when I started listening, I'm, these are things I've never learned. They said, like... They're just popular. They're not as popular history lessons as what we would learn in high school or in uh, middle school, like that. So, if you're a history nerd, stuff you missed in history class. It's a killer.
1: So, the Wright brothers chose the Outer Banks of North Carolina as their testing ground because the constant wind helped with the lift. They first refined the gliders that they were working on until they were satisfied with their aerodynamics, and then they turned their attention to power, developing a lightweight gasoline engine. Uh, and a propeller. The end result was the 605 pound, 11.81 horsepower flyer, which they tried to use for a powered, controlled flight with a person on board on December 14th, 1903.
0: All right, here's a little history trivia for you. What was Ooh. Dolly Madison's favorite ice cream?
3: Mint chocolate chip.
0: Do you know who Dolly Madison was?
3: Yeah. Well, I don't say. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> I asked this to our staff. Our in it's at, at San Francisco. College graduates, and ninety percent of them didn't even know who Dolly Madison was.
3: That's uh... They said
0: Dolly Madison the porn star?
3: Oh. No. no. James
0: Madison's wife. Yeah. Save the picture of George, of Washington. George Washington. 1812. Thank you. There you,
3: you go. Uh, oyster. Oyster.
0: That was her favorite ice cream, oyster.
3: I would actually be down for that.
0: And I believe I might have heard that on Stuff You Should Learn.
3: Well, <laughs> there you go. What else you got? So the last one is stuff to blow your mind. And these are just really interesting and cool topics like psychology of tattoos and the science of LSD and why we laugh at scary movies. So if you just want to nerd out and just like have those fun facts when you're at a party and stuff, stuff to blow your mind.
1: So yeah, strap in because that's the other thing. We're going to get into a real basic primer for you on what LSD is, what's the difference between LSD and psilocybin, and then we'll roll into the Leary experience.
0: I like to nerd out on on this kind of stuff. But it is it, it, it I feel sad though when uh, I've got a really good piece of knowledge and nobody cares.
3: And it gets wasted yeah, yeah. on the wrong crowd. It's such a bummer.
0: Yeah, the people we work with. Oh.
3: It's called If you guys are listening. Yeah, get a book.
0: Get a book. Watch the history channel. Dolly Madison. I Couldn't believe that. Well, Z, thank you so much for uh, coming in and uh, hipping us up on, on those podcasts I got you by the way they can all be found right here on iHeartRadio so go check them out you can find them on all your platforms but you know we like it when you listen to them on iHeart hey everybody that's gonna do it for the show uh, thanks for listening Access Podcast is produced
3: by me by
0: Z artwork by Dalton Runberg, music composed by Casey Franco one of the people who did not know who Dalton Madison was Casey special thanks to Chris Peterson Don Parker and Katie Wilcox at iHeartRadio Follow us on Facebook, Access Podcast, and we now have a Twitter and Instagram, and we need followers, because there's nothing more sad than having like 10 followers.
3: It is really, really sad. I like to get at least 50 likes on a picture, you guys. Yeah. Please
0: follow us. Follow so you will put up a <laughs> picture of herself.
3: Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I do really cool Instagram stories.
0: So go check those out. At Access Podcast 1. 1 for Twitter. For Twitter, because some jerk got Access Podcast 10 years ago and used
3: it once. We want it.
0: So mad. But you can find us on Instagram at uh, uh, Access Podcast. And please go download the iHeartRadio app. Uh, go to podcasts, listen, share, and tell your friends. Thanks.